All right, today on the Jada Edwards podcast, we're still talking about the best story you've never heard. And it has been such an awesome journey getting to talk to some very amazing women about the uniqueness of their stories. And so today with me, I have uh, a really unique friend. She's like a little sister. And so the we met in a really unique way and uh, through social media. It is not the devil. You can actually meet and connect and grow through social media. And that was during COVID. And now here we are. And uh, I want to introduce you to Madison Ryan Ward. Madison, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me on. Good to see yeah. you. Yeah, it's good to see you. So if y'all don't know, uh, Madison was just a guest at our women's conference just a few months ago, November 2022. Um, but she is a an amazing vocalist. Like I love music. I'm a music junkie. And I heard this girl after we connected, I started following her on Instagram, which you should too, if you do not. Um, and I just heard the first few seconds of her voice. And I was like, Oh, the Lord has touched this girl's voice. It is just, it's smooth. And it's got this wisdom and this richness and oh, it's amazing. So I'm really excited about what, what God um, is doing in her life. So Madison, not only are you an amazing vocalist and a super sweet young lady, when we got to talking, I was blown away just by your story. And so I want to share that with our audience today. So when you think about your life um, and all that God is doing up to this point, because you're what, 28, 12, it's the same thing. So, uh, <laughs> so when you think about your life up to this point, what is one word that describes it? Um, yeah, I, that's such a good question. I think um, I'd probably say dynamic with the fact that just because that there's so many different things that I am interested in and different uh, journeys that I've taken just in this, this time. So mm -hmm. um and especially now, because I've got my hands in different things. So I would say that I, I kind of, I I was back and forth between just saying like a cliche, blessed or yeah. dynamic. Dynamic's like, better. Yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's moving and flowing and lots of evolving happening. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. great. Um, when you think about that and, and how your life has just ebbed and flowed, over especially the last maybe seven-ish years, um, what are like two or three points? I call them pivot points. I think we have moments in our lives where even if we don't know it then, sometimes we look back on the moment and go, okay, God, I see what you were doing there. Um, what are like two or three pivot points that you can think about so far that have really been significant uh, in your journey? Yeah. Um one th one of a, a like a big mile marker I'll just speak to athletically mm -hmm. uh, coming up I played a lot of different sports or a handful of them and one that uh, changed the trajectory of where I was going and made me realize that I could really go pretty far with it was um, when I was about 14 or 15 I was 15 and I uh, I came from a small town where I went to school mm -hmm. and I had just been playing volleyball for a little bit of time. And 
um, there was a club team that I wanted to play on that was in Oklahoma City. And that was like an hour and a half from where I'm from. And I remember at the time I was like begging my dad, like, hey, I'm serious. I'm really serious about this sport. If I can get on this team, you know, I could, I could get a scholarship. Change everything. And I was like, I'm going to go all the way. And I had to yeah. wait. I had to wait for a year uh, before doing it, sort of to prove that I'm serious about it and play on a different, like lower level kind of team locally. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that really changed everything was eventually getting to be on that team. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, from there, I was, there, there was just a focus and a determination to prove that it was worth it. It was worth the money. It was worth the time, mm-hmm. worth the effort. And then from there, that led to the, the looks from different schools and the scholarship offers and then led me to where I played volleyball in college mm-hmm. at Oklahoma. So that's so a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, so would you say it was a mile marker because of like you learned something about yourself? Like, okay, when I put my mind to something, did it feel kind of like an adulting? I'm kind of coming into my, my own moment. It you did, yeah, very much so. When I think back, I was like, man, that was a big step just into, um, yeah, like a knowingness of what I could do, my capability. Mm-hmm. If I set my mind to something, I work hard at it. Um, and really, that season too, that first season that I got to play on that team, there was just such a fire about it that that uh, made me realize that I'm. I'm I'm, I'm the one that wanted the ball. Like I wanted to be set. Mm-hmm. I wanted the one. To, I wanted to do the kill shot. I wanted, you know. So it, it definitely formed um, like a sense of of leadership, and then a, a, just a sense of strength and in, in who I was that I wouldn't have had otherwise if I would have stayed locally. So that I mean, that was really like a big. I remember after that season, it was like, man, this is real. I could, I could go pretty far with this. You I know, things. <laughs> I could do this. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you now before you get to the second mom worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you done your personality type or Enneagram? Have you ever done that? I did. I haven't done the other personality ones, but I've done the Enneagram. What was your Enneagram? I'm just curious. I was a seven. All right. Okay. That makes sense. Were you a wing eight? I can't remember my wing. Oh, I'm, um, oh because I'm asking because I know, like, if y'all meet Madison, even though she's like all tall, statuesque, what are you like six, twelve, or something? <laughs> yeah. In a half. In a half. No. <laughs> Next no. to me, I'm like I'm just laying head at her waist. We take pictures together. <laughs> no, I'm six. I'm six feet in a little bit. In a little bit, and in I'm a, little a legit six feet in her flat. Flat-footed, so yeah. heels, and you know, it's really going up. So, <laughs> but even though you know you have all this presence, she's so sweet and so humble and so nice. And so when you say stuff like, "I wanted the ball, I wanted to make the kill shot," I was like, "Oh wait, there's this other side." And so, uh, it's introverted, so it's not like something that that goes before you. You don't lead with that. You know, there, you still have kind of a quiet uh, grace about you. But it's interesting that that moment was really defining in you being solidified in your own sense of determination. Like, if I put my mind to something, then I can get it done. And that's certainly, you know, something that's going to show up over and over again in life. 
Yeah, that's really cool because I don't think we always go back to moments that seem unrelated to where we are today and see that we've grown or, you know, that those moments shaped us in, in really important ways. And so, yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. That Thank you. Not a kill shot. I to take yeah. that <laughs> okay, so what do you think is the second mile mark? Okay. Um, well, if I shifting from there, like musically, if I'm talking just music career wise, something that was uh, that kicked it off was a pretty big mile marker, which was whenever I was in college. Um, Someone had asked me to sing and just sing something when I was in a cafeteria one day and sitting at the table, someone else started recording and they, they just like, Hey, don't you sing, you know, sing something for us. And, uh, upon doing that, whenever I, it was just a casual thing and they had uploaded this video online and then had come back to me the next day and they were like, Hey, you need to get on Twitter. You need to, this video, <laughs> this video just went viral. It's on world star. It had like taken off online. Oh, really? Do you remember what you sang? Uh, chain of fools by Aretha Franklin. Did you? Girl, I did. Sing chain of fools. Well, I did. <laughs> I did. Girl, get out of here. Yeah. It was a little, it was like 15 seconds. And some, I mean, someone else came up and asked if they could. So that was the first, like, whenever we saw that, these these guys these people were like hey you should do another one mm-hmm. and so we like, recorded let's, another let's <laughs> we recorded another clip of something and then put it online and then that led to um like a and r people in the music industry reaching out to my student email and through wow. my coaches like showing up at games and asking me what i was doing with this music career and if i was really gonna i mean it like really caught fire pretty quickly so yeah that 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 shifted a lot. That was a milestone. Like maybe I should consider doing this as a career. Cause I had at so the time. Would I, you say, I had, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to ask had that had you thought about that as a career before, or was it just something you love to do? It, no. Yeah. It was just something I love to do. I, at the time I had had my mind on going to play professional volleyball overseas. Mm-hmm. And so I was really considering that. And so whenever this music just, you know, potentially doing that professionally, the door was like kicked open for that. It made me weigh my options and consider like, maybe I should do this, you know? Wow. So before Mm -hmm. that, you were never like, I know I can sing. I'm about to do this with my life. It wasn't like that. No, it just was like to myself. See, that's why the Lord don't give everybody certain gifts. (laughs) <laughs> nine like everybody listen up chain 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 <laughs> sure would have <laughs> the lord would have been like sit down no one called you uh, see that's why he gives he gives those good gifts to the humble <laughs> so so from there what did life look like you stayed in school you pursued music or what what were your next steps you're like oh I'm kind of at a fork in the road. I can do this, do that. What did, what did you do next after that? Well, I was being encouraged by from people on the music side to leave school early, pursue it quickly. Cause they're like, you mm-hmm. know, time's ticking. You're going to be getting yeah. old. So it was all that pressure. Like right. you need to do this now or else the ship's going to pass. 
but I stayed in school because I wanted to finish the the commitment that I had made mm-hmm. there and, and with the team too that I was playing on. And so I finished that last year and then I would take trips out to Nashville actually where I am currently and was just, just getting my feet wet with songwriting and working with different people. Um, and then I ended up moving here to Nashville right out of college and was here for a year taking trips to Los Angeles. And then people in the industry had convinced me that's where I needed to be. And I, LA, LA. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I was like, all right. And then I, I went out that way and, um, met the sort of team that I had around me at that time. Mm-hmm. And I ended up, I was shopping similarly kind of to the like recruitment with volleyball kind of experience mm-hmm. that I, had. I was going and meeting with different labels and, um, and then there were offers on the table for that. And then I, I decided I signed a major label deal and then I lived two years out there doing that. And so uh, we've talked a little bit about what, how you, what the end of that time looked like. And I, I want people to hear that because I think it's powerful. But what were those two years like for you? Did it feel affirming? Like, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Or did it feel like you were kind of still uncertain? What did those two years feel like once you decided to move to LA? That's a really good question. Um, I think early on, it felt very affirming. It felt like, all right, one thing's leading to the other. You know, on paper, there's just a lot of success that's going on. Things are lining up like that's showing me that I'm supposed to, that this is all my life. I'm supposed to do this. Um, but I think uh the lack of real community while I was there and then uh just having the complete freedom to just kind of do whatever and you know how the music industry is if you don't have that tight-knit core like safety net it can get a little confusing it can get it can get pretty lonely and so I was really lonely like I had a lot just a lot of time that I'm like man I'm in step with what I feel like God has given me to do, but I'm not very happy like this in this, in this capacity, there's stuff that's missing from this. And so I think the pressure surrounding it, uh, in that way, it led to me deciding that I don't really want to do it in this way. I don't know how, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the other way looks like, but how this is all gone. Yeah. yeah, The industry standard or just kind of how it all lines up. I was like, I'm not really cut out for it like this. So um, I made that decision to leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, thankfully, I was able to leave. So, okay, that's a whole, okay. I do, I want you to tell that, you know, kind of how you came to that decision and what the response was of this major label, which was unprecedented. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say, I think it's interesting that. Um, what should have felt like kind of fairy tale-ish, you know, oh, I've been signed, I've relocated, I'm doing, I'm doing all these things, didn't really bring um, the sense of calm or satisfaction or fulfillment that sometimes we think that that's going to bring. And so, man, I think it's so crazy that sometimes God puts us in places where it seems like we should flourish And he kind of stirs up discontent, like, 
No, I don't want you to settle down here. I'm going to let you experience it so that you know I'm not holding out on you. <laughs> like, here it is. Yeah. But I'm not going to let it fulfill you. I think there's grace. I think there's grace in that because sometimes people don't find that out until they're 10, 15, 20 years into a place. Um, mm-hmm. But there's grace that God kept you sensitive, that you stayed sensitive to what he was doing dynamically in your own heart. Speaking of dynamics, like that that movement, that talking, are you affirming? Are you saying yes? Are you saying be still? Um, those dynamics can create discontent. They're not always like applauding what you're doing. Sometimes they're like, I'm going to just kind of create this rub so that you keep thinking about this um, yeah. till you come to a conclusion. I think there's grace in that. We don't, we don't often see that there's grace in, in God creating like, you know, gentle disruptions in our lives. Yeah. That's such a good way to put that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's what, that's what it was. That's what it was. And by the way, I've talked to people before, who, you know, it seems like they're taking the first step into a dream, you know, whatever that career may be. And it's so, it, they can get so disillusioned because there was an expectation of what it might have been like. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we're trying to find that satisfaction in anything but God, <laughs> that the dream becomes very disappointing very quickly. Um, yeah. Some of us can lie to ourselves for a while and be like, this dream is great. It's all that I've wanted in my whole life. And God's like, okay, you can do that for a while. But the quicker yeah. we realize that it's really not good if he's not in the middle of it, the less time we spend, you know, in, in that place of, of disillusionment. So anyway, I think that's that's fascinating. So tell me how you came to this conclusion. Like it, feel, it feels like most of the time there was already a little bit of tension of uncertainty, which is why I asked, did this feel affirming or did it feel like you kind of were wrestling the whole time? So mm-hmm. if all of that kind of tension's building, what what made you say at some point, okay, I got to take action on this? How did you get to that point? And then what did you do? To, to leaving, you mean? To getting uh-huh. out? Yeah. <laughs> getting, out. getting out. I got set free. I broke out. Chains broke. <laughs> Literally. Literally. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> to getting out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was gradual. Uh for me, just I think just sort of a knowing that this isn't like I'm not really uh not I'm not cut out to do this. It wasn't that. It was just like this this way how it goes down and how it can be built. I didn't I, there was just something to me that was like, man, I don't I don't feel right. I don't feel right, you know? Um and then also too, I can speak now having a couple years um, of life outside of it, like having left and done worked other places and been independent. Um, at the time there was a lot of fear because of knowing that I didn't feel like I had my legs under me, um, with the things that were coming my way, like to uphold it. I didn't really feel like I had the shoulders for it because my priorities were all out of whack. Like my relationship with God wasn't the way it is now. Um, you know, community and friends I lacked then too. Uh, so it just, I just kind of felt like a transient being out there with big things that way. But it's like, I don't, you know, what's it going to be if I go forward on these bigger opportunities coming? I just, I just had such an uneasiness. So 
Um, but what led to the final, like, I've got to get out of here. Um, or I feel like that's the answer. I don't know what it's supposed to look like, but I just want to ask if I can go. Um, was, uh, well, one, like I said, just kind of like the, the sadness of it, the loneliness of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and just not having the peace. I, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't like one big moment where I was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I gotta go. It was just kind of, it just grew. And built up to some point where you're like, okay. Yeah. Take action. Yeah. 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 And, and so then what I, did you I, go do? The unheard of thing. <laughs> I had a conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just had a, a, a conversation with the producer that I was signed to. Um, his name's Rick Rubin. And I had a phone call with him. And I just shared that. I said, I feel like I've lost myself out here. Um, don't, I didn't really have a clear plan in mind of how this was all going to roll out. So all the things that have happened, I know it looks like success on paper, but internally I, I just don't feel right. And so, um, you know, I know you guys have invested in me. I know technically I would owe you guys money on the back end. Like once you sign a deal and they loan you money, you're, you've got to make that back in order to get free from anything legally. So I said, I understand that, you know, I'm at this point, um, like I'm, I'm just humbly asking, like I'm willing to give up any music that I've created in the two years. I told him I'll give that all to you guys. Like I don't even have a desire to release that on the get out everything I said if that's my only bargaining chip right now I you know it might not even be but I'll yeah um, I'll try. <laughs> yeah I was like if I, you know I'll try I could you know if that's if that's what it takes and he was really kind on this conversation and really really gracious and said that he um, didn't intend to have signed me and have me like trapped in a way um, and he said that he'll make it happen and terminate the deal. And he, he, yeah, it was just, it just was there. It was like, this doesn't happen. You know, I had it asked It doesn't him, happen. And somebody who's not in the music industry or doesn't understand the intricacies mm -hmm. of all the hands that mm -hmm. go into creating, publishing, distributing, writing, producing, booking, like yep. it's so many hands. And so to get out of something is not just affecting one person. There's this ripple effect of, yeah. of how that how that impacts people. And so, and this was not a Christian label or anything like that. This was just God affirming your decision because he had already been leading you to it. That's definitely what it felt like, you know, after the call. It was very emotional for me after the call because it was like, wow, I have no idea what's about to what I'm about to do, you know, right. I, you know, right. and, and where I'm going to go or whatever, but I just, thankfully I just got the answer that I can get out and he's going to yeah. help assist that. And, and I got my things and I, I went back to Oklahoma where I'm from. Yeah, that's so good. Listen, um, I think it's first Corinthians 10. And I want to look at it and make sure I'm right. Cause somebody's going to listen and go, Say the wrong scripture. She talking about a Bible teacher. I think it's First Corinthians ten thirteen. I'm gonna look at it while we're talking, because it says that you know no temptation is so great that you cannot overcome it. That God is faithful, 
he always provides a way of escape. And man, I I just think this whole, yeah. Oh my God. I don't First Corinthians 10, 13 says the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Then he goes in to say, Paul says, so my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. You're reasonable people. Decide for yourselves. And that scripture just came to mind because I thought, man, how many times is something really um, not a, a blessing, not really what God is asking us to do. But in his grace, he will let us experiment. He'll let us say yes and let us try. Um, but then he's showing us the exit. He's like, I'm giving you a way of escape. I mean, I, I can't think of a thing in my life that I found myself in some situation that wasn't right or wasn't healthier, was my own doing. I cannot think of a time where I did not look back and say, yeah, I could have got out the end. I could have exited right there. I could have got, oh, yeah, God was telling me that. I just chose to ignore it. Like over and over again, he's faithful that he gives us a way of escape. And so that temptation to want success and to want the notoriety and, you know, music industry is certainly one of those things that people set their hopes on. Like all the eggs are in that basket for so many people um, to, for you to have the, the discernment that you're like, I'm not sure how everything's going to play out, but I know this is the next thing I need to do. This is my way of escape. This is my way out. Like literally scripture is like, God will give you an exit door. <laughs> he will show you the way out, but we have to take it because, you know, two years can become 20 years and then we're miserable and then we're, you know, not doing the thing God's asked us to do. So I think that's awesome. If you're thinking about, and I, the, the music piece is big for me because I can look now on social media, you just look all around. It's such a big thing. You know, ever since Justin Bieber's life got changed on YouTube, I swear, I feel like everybody is like, if I just put the right clip out there and just do the right yeah. thing, I'll be, you know, discovered and my life will change. And, you know, even with that, you kind of happened into that. So I still, you know, you know, God was just kind of giving you some exposure, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. he exposes the place he doesn't want us to live in. He's just like, I just want you to see it and know mm -hmm. that, you know, I got something different for you. But what would you say to someone who is like, I just, I need my big break or I need to be discovered? Or how would you encourage a lot of younger people who are putting everything into, you know, this music basket that says, I just, I just need to sign or I just need to do X, Y, and Z so that I can achieve my dream. How would you encourage them to, you know, um, be open to, to different paths? <laughs> to a disruption or something. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, man, I think, uh, my encouragement would be to first imagine yourself achieving what it is that you're wanting to achieve mm. and then and then question if that's if you're going to really feel fulfilled if that's i think that if that's the main end all like once i get there then i'm going to be yeah. happy everything's going to fall into place a lot of times that might not be the case right and um i mean i i definitely think there's a lot of there's, some, there's something to be said about something, just someone setting a goal, going for it, putting their whole heart and soul into what it is. But I think keeping the main thing, the main thing, keeping mm. God at the center and yeah. making sure you're, you have good people that also are following 
God and, and, um, have that heart too. I think it'll make it, uh, less of a painful journey on that way to, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. reaching, yeah. reaching for that success. Cause it puts everything into perspective. And like, just speaking from my own experience, when I was alone, when I felt like I was alone in it, um, mm. the whole striving, there was just, there was just a big striving spirit on me that like, once Ooh. I finally, once I got out of all everything, once I really Free. was able yeah. to cut the ties of everything, I didn't get, I didn't just immediately jump back into, I've got to keep producing and just put music out, put music out, get out there and make sure no one forgets about me. It wasn't like that. And it took, I took time. And, and, um, when I went back to it, I felt more free because I was, mm. I, there wasn't like this pressure to achieve, um, something to prove something. So I don't know if that's answering the question, but no, absolutely. And I just love that you said, spirit of striving. I was like, I'm going to write that down because I think there is, um, man, there's a, uh, there's a fine line between diligence and discipline and hard work and the striving that says I must define my success. My value is in the work. Not that I'm doing the work for the glory of God, but I must do the work. It's going to feel some pain. It's going to heal some wound. Psalm 4610 says, cease your striving or stop your striving and just know that I'm God. And I don't think God is saying don't work. (laughs) Like he's saying be lazy. That's not consistent with scripture. But I think he's saying all your hard work and your hustle, it has to be from a heart that wants to honor me because I might change your course. I might give you different directions and I want you to work as hard for the next thing I give you. And so I think that's such a great thing that the spirit of striving. Oh my gosh. Um, I think people, man, it's going to be so good for people. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So were you about to say something else? No. Oh, okay. no. no. Before we leave, what are some of your top musical influences? Cause your mix has a whole, your, your sound has, I mean, you love this old school R and B like who was in college talking about, I'm singing chain. Uh, so, <laughs> so who are some of your musical influences? That's so funny. Um, <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> you know, let me think. My, uh, when I was young, when I was really young, my, uh, my sister had a CD, had a Lauren Hill CD that oh. I remember. Miseducation, Lauren Hill. And I remember yeah. hearing that when I was like from, I think around eight, eight years old, 12, she around eight to game. 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing that CD because she would play that a lot. Her and um, Anthony Hamilton too. And those voices, I remember those voices had a big impact like as a child. Just, I just loved that music a lot. And, um, that and I, I remember personally, I had a Nora Jones CD when I was same age, same age, and I would listen to it a lot. Um, and then later on, I'll just add this too. But later yeah. on, when I was like, from like twelve to uh, what, probably like sixteen, seventeen, 
my dad had opened up a barbecue and blues restaurant. Uh, and the, the theme, the theme, it was just a small mom and pop barbecue and blues. The theme was blues. So he had all the greats of blues music playing through the speakers really loud. And I waitressed there. So I think probably just being around that music. <laughs> Yeah, yep. like sneaked in when I was young. So yeah. uh, there, those those are the ones that come to mind. And then also just early, uh, my mom played the piano in the church when I was small. Um, so uh, gospel music, not not gospel music like I know now, but just traditional like uh, old hymns and, yeah. and things. So you can't beat the hymns. Do you have a favorite hymn? Oh man. Oh, I really like come Holy Spirit. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I really do. I love that one. That one's like, that's like bulletproof. That one's so good. It's so good. Okay. Give us a little bit of come Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know I was going to be singing on the podcast. Fifteen seconds. All right. Okay. Um come Holy Spirit. Give me strength to make me grow. Come, Holy Spirit, all afresh on me. Yeah, yeah. in the audience, in the studio, audience. Uh, love it. I never get tired of you singing. I love the tone and timbre of your voice, just those God-given things. But I also love the story that's in your voice. It always sounds so personal and. It never sounds pretentious or rehearsed. And listen, I just, I'm so glad that God allowed our paths to cross that, you know, you reached out randomly and here we are three years later. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you to anyone who's listening, man, there's a voice that God has given all of us, whether it's musically, whether we are in financial planning, uh, nutrition and fitness, maybe we're parenting, maybe we're teaching, whatever it is. Um, God has given us all a voice and the goal of this life is to be as true to that voice as possible. And the things in this world will tell you, be true to your own voice. But I say be true to your God-given voice because we can always come up with stuff we think we need to achieve. And so I'm so proud of you and I'm just excited for what God is going to do. You're releasing music. I love it. It's like little Christmas gifts, little singles here and there. Uh, where where can we hear your music, Madison? You can hear the music on all streaming platforms. Um, every once in a while, I sing on Instagram. <laughs> but, yeah, but every yeah, once in a while, post a story, and I'll be like, uh, "Make that a reel." <laughs> yeah, do you right. see what happened the last time I told you that? I do you know. see what happened? The people were like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> Yeah, that was really sweet. Yes. That was sweet. Thanks for the I'm not side agent, people. Not their <laughs> spiritual agent. I'm not trying to get in the business, but you know. <laughs> so funny. 
Yeah, but yeah, you can you can find the music on. Uh, it's just I I go by my full name, Madison Ryan Ward. Um, that's it. Yeah, all 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 platforms. It's out there whenever I release music. So plans for an album? Are you okay doing doing it? How you doing now? Yeah, yeah. Plans for an album. I'm I've been putting together an album, and it's coming together for the spring. Um, I'm also going to be doing a run of shows and I don't, I, I'll be in the U S I haven't decided the cities yet, but that's my, my plan. I may go out with another artist, uh, to be determined, like opening for another act that's in the works right now, um, yeah. in the spring. And then right now I'm working on a Christmas song. I'm writing a Christmas song. Yeah. yeah. I love your writing. I love that. And some people may not know that, that you write your music too, because the storytelling, like I said, is so, personal and it's so practical. It feels like, oh, I needed this in my journey. My kids who couldn't say the word at first, they'd be like, we want to hear prodigal. I was like, prodigal? <laughs> yes. And they're in the car. Even if I want. I mean, they love it. They love it. And it's so practical because they get it. Oh, even if I'm not having a good day with the Lord, he's still, he's still faithful. And so Girl, keep writing, keep singing. We are cheering you on. We will keep our eyes and ears open for dates and albums and all the things that God is going to do for you. And we're glad that you're going in with discernment and eyes wide open and just ready to, you know, show him off at every opportunity. Okay, last question. Anything on your bucket list that you want to get done, maybe even in 2023, but in the next couple of years? Ooh. Um, on my bucket list, gosh, um, <laughs> there, I mean, that's, I'm just like, any place you want to see anything you want to try South Africa, my mom, oh, Town. well, my mom was born, she's from South Africa. She was born in Durban, raised in Johannesburg and I've never oh, wow. been, Yeah, and, and I've seen that online you know you can see where your listeners are and yeah. there's a lot of people in south africa that listen to my music that i, I was like man that'd be, i'd love to go there there yeah. and and new zealand that's another one i really want to go oh, to we might have to make that one i did go to australia and i did yeah. go to new zealand uh, should have went while i was there but how, yeah, how was Cape Town. yeah amazing <laughs> yeah. I loved really? it. I didn't get enough time there. You know, it's a whole country. So I was in the city, <laughs> but I've got, I was in Sydney. And so I, I have friends that live in Melbourne and people who live in the country. And so I just got to see the city part of it, but definitely could go back and I'm down for a Cape Town trip. So, you know, you might just have to work that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll let you know. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us, Madison. I'm looking forward to what 2023 will bring, girl. We're excited for you. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay. All right. <laughs>